Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. Hello and welcome to this edition of Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. I am he. And I'm Lorraine. Hello. On this edition of the podcast, we road test a car that is so popular, the waiting list is around 80 months. I talk to Alan Parry from the Suzuki Press Office and ask him what the problem is. Also on the podcast, Kia wins Car Maker of the Year at the Motor Trader Industry Awards and Mini has unveiled the new Mini Electric as the brand turns 60. All that's to come up, but first of all, we've had a couple of Fords recently to road test. The Ford Focus Active version and the Ford Fiesta ST. And the smile hasn't left my face yet since we handed back that Fiesta. Boy, was that fun. Now, in the previous Fiesta, it had a 1.6-litre engine, but its successor has a 1.5-litre three-cylinder EcoBoost engine, delivering 197 brake horsepower. It's also benefited from the cylinder deactivation technology. In simple terms, this means to save fuel, it can run on just two cylinders rather than the three. This is without doubt one of the most fun cars to drive, which has a choice of driving modes, normal, sport and track, each one offering a different driving experience. I had to say that I found the, the driving position and the, the ride very firm with great support seats, you know, these... Uh, the Ricardo one, seats. Yeah, yeah, that has the lips on them, yeah. You're firmly in position. I love the grip as I put the car through its paces on a couple of remote country roads, which allowed me to, um, uh, let's say, uh, go up to the speed limit. It was full of twists and bends, and it was really, really enjoyable. Like Lorraine, I had a big smile on my face. It certainly was fun to drive. Uh, the Ricardo seats, as Lorraine mentioned there, sports suspension, dab radio, Apple CarPlay and six and a half inch touchscreen are just some of the standard features on all models. There are three versions of the Fiesta available, the ST1, the ST2 and guess what, the ST3, with prices starting from £19,495. As you would expect, the car has a very sporty look and I think it's safe to say it's got the thumbs up from us, Ali. It certainly had, yeah. It was a, it was a good fun car it to was. drive. There was it no was doubt about it. Sometimes I thought it wasn't uncomfortable, but then I realised, hey, look at yourself in the mirror, <laughs> you know? You're not made for the Recaro seats, mate. And then I read a, 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 um, a review from somebody else, a journalist that I knew, and he was complaining that it was about, and I thought, yeah. Yeah, he's the same. He's got loads of padding. It was the getting in and out that was the issue for you. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. Ford number two on the road test was the active version of the new Focus. But what makes the active different? Well, if you would like your Focus to look a bit more rugged, even with a bit more attitude, this is the one for you. The active sits over an inch higher than the standard Focus and there's a few extra body mouldings around the wheel arches and along the side. You can see, looking at the exterior, the extra bit of styling that has been given to the bumpers, which incorporate front and rear skid plates, the front dark mesh grille, also gives the active extra presence on the road, which is what I would imagine they were trying to do. That's a fantastic way to describe it. Attitude, I think that's perfect, perfect. The Active is ideal for our changing weather conditions in Scotland, of course, with the upgraded drive mode system with specific settings for rough terrain, mud, snow and sand. And that's just in the summer. Our test car had the 1.5T EcoBoost engine under the bonnet with a top speed of 125 miles per hour, not to 62 in 9.9 seconds. Official figures say you get about 49.9 miles per gallon, that's pretty good, and that the emissions are 134. 
This is another good practical card from Ford, I think, with a price tag of just under £25,000. I can see the act of appealing to a family who are looking for that bit extra without moving, say, to an SUV. I thought it was great to drive, adding to the appeal of the superb new Focus. You mentioned there, Lorraine, SUV, and more exciting news from Ford. They're reviving the Puma name. Oh, you know, I remember the Puma. I oh, loved that oh, Puma. Oh, yeah. It was a great car. And it's, it's going to be an SUV-inspired compact crossover, which will go on sale later this year. So well done on whoever thought to themselves in Ford, let's bring back the Puma name. That's <laughs> I'll look what forward was, yeah. to that. The Cortina's just right around the corner. <laughs> this is Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. So we move on, let's see, the Fords that we were doing there. But a car, here's an interesting one, because a car I had on road test that caused one motorist to stop his car in Sainsbury's car park, get out of his car and run over to me as if I was a long lost friend. (laughs) And I thought, who is this? You know, my memory's like, (laughs) who's this coming towards me? (laughs) And, And... How on earth, he says, did you get your hands on one of these? It looks fantastic. I really want one. Well, apart from being taken by surprise, I was rather amazed that he thought it looked fantastic as the test car was bright green. I think you need to explain that bright green, Ali. It was luminous, really, wasn't it? (laughs) It really, really was bright green. Uh, Yeah, it's it's not a standard colour option in the UK. It's available in the car's home country, Japan. And the car in question is the Suzuki Jimny. There are so many of them in use on building sites in Japan. It was decided to make this vivid green colour available because it makes the cars easily spotted on the building sites of Japan. And in Japan, you see, they can take the wheel off the back, you know, the uh-huh. wheel, and they can take the arches off the wheels and that brings the tax level down for working on building sites. So that is one reason right. that it's very popular. We'll find out more in a moment. And clearly it's very popular in supermarket car parks as well. Absolutely, so. yes. It was as if he'd been on the hunt for one for ages and he just, it was like, ah, Begora, I found one. <laughs> the Jimny has remained pretty well unchanged over the last 20 years with a huge fan base. In fact, when it was announced that a replacement model was on the way, many of the current owners contacted the company asking them that it remains the same. And they won't be disappointed. The Jimny is still fun to drive. I enjoyed the high driving position, which gives you great visibility. It's not a car built for speeding around, but it's equally at home on country roads and motorways. The 1.5-litre four-cylinder petrol engine, which replaces the current 1.3-litre, has 99 brake horsepower and a five-speed manual gearbox. Prices start at £15,500 for the SZ4, rising to just under £18,000 for the Z5 manual and just under nineteen for the auto. However, as the gentleman said to Ali in the car park, how did you get one of these? Because this year's UK allocation is completely sold out and there is a very long waiting list. Ali spoke to Alan Parry from Suzuki and asked him what the problem was. Yeah, we got we got problems, to be honest, Ali, um, purely because the demand has taken us by a, a hugely pleasant surprise around the world. Um, it's only built in one factory at the moment and it's unlikely to change. Um, we're trying to get some extra production, but the demand in Japan is, is so high, um, it's ten times the amount that we've got. So we thought we had problems. Um, there's a very long waiting list and you know we're not proud of that and we're trying to help as many customers as we can. That must be um, 
pleasantly at times it's a good thing but it's you know that everybody wants the car but it must be heck of frustrating for for you guys and also for the dealers as well Yes, it is, because um, the dealers you know, may only get a, allocated a certain amount of cars, but we look back over our database, because don't forget, the previous Germany was 20 years in production. I think um, you were on the original launch, Ali, you remember it, uh, at Glen Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there, but you were there. No, you and, were still at school, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was way faster. And um, basically... We've got 42,000 customers, existing Jimny owners, and even if only 10% of those people wanted a new one, we'd still be struggling to supply within a year and a half. But we're doing our best. Indeed, as I say, it's, uh, it must be frustrating for those that are closely involved, as well as being frustrating for the customers as well, of course. But one good thing that can come from this as well is that we've been um, noticing that some people have been coming in, they love the pictures of Jim, they, they love the design of it, but some people have actually thought maybe it's a little bit small or maybe I'll get something else in the meantime. So we've actually found some good conversions into Ignis four-wheel drive and also up to Vitara. So it's good news for our dealers as well and then hopefully those people will come back once they're in the brand and then they'll be ready for the Jimny afterwards. Another, while well, I've got you here, another very successful car for you is the Swift. What are you doing with that at the moment? The Swift is is almost two years old, or just over two years old now. And um, it's almost our best-selling car. Vitara overtook Swift last year by about a 1,000 units, which is unheard of. It shows the popularity of Vitara. It's, it's massive. And Swift um, is slowly catching, catching back up again because it's really our staple car. has been since um, 2005 when we first introduced it. And we've sold six and a half million around the world now so it's it's a it's a big news story for us swift it's sold in so many different countries but basically what we've done um most recently is to um revitalize the car with a new limited edition car called the swift attitude which gives all the appearance of a sport at um just under eighteen thousand. but it, it's a much cheaper car so it's a smaller engine lower insurance group people who buy the attitude at fourteen and a half thousand we hope perhaps we'll aspire to a sport later. So it suits younger buyers. Alan Paddy there from Suzuki. He mentioned the Swift and Ali and I decided to take the 4x4 version off-road and Ali even trusted me behind the wheel. Continuing our trip with <laughs> Suzuki, we're now on a 4x4 track. We're in the Suzuki Swift 1.2 SZ5 SHVS All Grip, which is essentially a 4x4 capability in a small car. The, now, normally when you're in a car and you're doing 4x4, you're flicking switches from um, low drive to high drive, etc., etc., in this car, everything is being done by the car and everything is being driven by Lorraine. Uh, I'm sitting in the passenger seat just to make it quite clear if you hear any expletives. It is Lorraine that's causing them. Um, a few potholes and things, um, do you think it's challenging? It's fairly challenging for a car this size, quite deep rivets, quite a lot of water, quite a lot of mud, um, but perfectly capable. And I think for anybody who's going to buy a car this size in a 4 before 4 all-grip type of um, mode, it's perfectly adequate. There's a big hill coming. Can you just watch what you're doing? And I'll just continue talking for a minute. Yeah, yes, ever so slightly. Um, I have to say that we are both... Um, reasonably experienced in before before driving we have one ourselves and i just love being let loose uh, on a, a four before course but and this is in the grounds 
of Bewley Motor Museum. So it's, it's um, uh, down in the Hampshire area. It's, it's not uh, been carved out as a 4 before course, to be honest with you. Uh, it, it is a bit rough terrain going in between trees and things. But I think it's shown fairly reasonably the, the extent that this car can go to and what you could be expected to do. And I think you're right, Lorraine, if, if a couple were buying this or uh, somebody's buying this car and it's aimed at a young market and an old market, it's one of these cars that crosses the barrier. But I think that it, now here we're just coming up a hill that's all slimy and mud, not a problem, uh, has taken it. No, no bother at all. I'm really, really impressed with this. Very impressed. Oops. Oops. Oh, there, there we go, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it did it again. Absolutely up through there. So this is just uh, one of the um, challenges that are being thrown at us by... This is not a new car. This is uh, the, the, the Suzuki Swift is getting a bit of a, an update in some of the models. And as I say, it seems to be a car that has recently um, been attracting the younger end of the market. And I was just saying to, to the press office team, I think that their marketing team um, hit a bit of a genius stroke of getting ahead of many of their competitors by advertising on Saturday night television. I agree, and I was expecting to see Take That here today, so I'm slightly disappointed, Ali. Well, you know, Lorraine, you <laughs> never know who's hiding around these trees. <laughs> But they weren't to be found, were they really? No, no. no. I, was, I was a bit disappointed, I have to say. But never mind, never mind. And speaking of Suzuki, I must say well done to them, to the team, um, because Suzuki ranks as the top automotive brand once again. Suzuki GB has been ranked as the best car brand in the latest Institute of Customer Service UK Customer Satisfaction Index. It's a national measure of sentiment across the country. It asks 45,000 consumers to rate their experiences of things, not just cars, um, of all sorts of things. And um, an improved score from even last year enabled Suzuki to climb a further 12 places across all companies. Suzuki ranked in first place of 24 manufacturers, and that's 11 places in front of the next automotive brand. They must have one heck of a trophy cupboard. <laughs> you know, do. because it, the press office are always winning awards. You I know, know, I know. There's only a few of them. Yeah. You know, they're they small, dainty, and well put together. <laughs> Just like the cars. Just like the cars, <laughs> absolutely. This is Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. So what else has been going on in the world of motoring then? Well, Kia wins Car Maker of the Year at the Motor Trader Industry Awards, so well done to them as well. They've got another reason to celebrate because they've won quite a lot recently and they said they're very uh, pleased with it. Um, as important 12 months for the brand. They continue to grow and grow and grow, does Kia. And, um, you know, they're expecting a, a bit of a decline this year, so they were delighted to win that car maker of the year. And that's a great title, great, great accolade. Title. Absolutely, yeah, and well-deserved. I, I wonder what you thought of the news that came out the other week there, that uh, all new electric vehicles must be fitted with a noise-emitting device to let our other road users to their presence. Does that mean that we're going to have beep, beep, beep all over? The- Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Toy cars. You know, ten no. taxis arriving in the street at the one time. Beep, 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 beep. Seriously, though, when I first ever drove an electric car, I identified that as a, a, a real issue. Um, and that was a number number of years ago now. So it is an issue. Um I think it was a Toyota, I think we drove then, and it was so quiet, you can't hear mm. anything. Yeah, yeah. And people do turn around and they don't notice you. So it's, but it's, it's not going to be a beep, beep, Ali. It's going to be a noise like an engine. All right. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's not going to be doot, doot. It's not a naughty car noise. Okay, right. So we come up with an electric 
engine that's going to sound like a diesel one. Right, that's, that makes sense. Yeah, that'll be Brexit again then. <laughs> you mentioned Toyota there. They're to start testing its automated driving technology on public roads with the launch of a programme that will trial its in-house development systems around the streets of Brussels. For the next 30 months, Alexis LS will make repeated journeys around a fixed route in the Belgian capital. The new test programme follows successful simulations and trials on closed circuits and previous public road tests in Japan and the USA. The thing that gets me is I've yet to meet a member of the public, <laughs> a motorist who actually has at the top of the list a driverless car. Nobody does. The only people that do seem to be government people and, and manufacturers. Why do we want driverless cars? I, I don't know. I quite fancy sitting in the back of the car with my, my glass of wine and uh, no, my you book can't or do something. That. You can, no, you can't do that. Well, I can't do that. No, okay. no. The only people this is going to benefit are Uber or Uber or yes, whatever they call yes, themselves. Yes. That's what they're working to. Uh, and the fact that they can send taxis to you and just get in the back, there's no driver because that's a single, that's a single biggest cost. You know, and I suppose some delivery companies, you know, your pizza um, could be delivered every week or every day, according to our neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, but I just don't get it. No, I don't know why I'm, I'm with you. No, I'm seriously, I don't, I don't, I don't want yeah, one. No. I don't want one. I won't be around when they come on the road anyway, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, Mini has uh, just recently unveiled the new Mini Electric at their Oxford plant, the home of the brand where the very first Mini came off that conveyor belt just over, well, just actually 60 years ago this year. Um, after identifying 15,000 potential customers who have expressed interest in the car, the official order books are opened now and manufacturing will begin later this year with first deliveries in the spring of 2020. So there we go. Mini's going all electric. Never thought I'd see the day. It's a great year, that, you know. <laughs> what? That, 60 oh, years ago. 60 years, year, was yeah. it really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good vintage. Uh, the average price of car insurance in the UK has increased by £37. Now, you might not think that's a lot, but that's 5%. You know, that's, that's a lot of people are not getting, getting a rise in salaries year on year. No. Uh, but there were 5%, the annual increase, uh, the first annual increase in 18 months. Uh, UK drivers pay on average £789 for their car insurance, the most expensive price in 18 months. And the car insurance costs have risen as well, 48% in 10 years on average, wow. 48%. And it's bad news for drivers as the cost of car insurance in the UK has increased again. It's a big cost, that. particularly. To but you know, drivers. you should always, always search around because until recently, I was with a, a very well-known low-cost, allegedly, car insurer. And I just assumed that they were, they weren't on the compare sites, because they were the cheapest. Boy, did I get my eyes open when I tried somebody else and saved over £100 a year. It's a good move, that, for you, it wasn't was. it? Yeah, it, it was. Because you're not one for normally saving money. You're not <laughs> it. Right, is that it? Are you finished? No, just finally, I'd like to say that we were right about the Seat Taraco we spoke about last time, um, because the Seat Taraco wins the best large SUV at the Auto Express Awards. And it's only been in the country. It's only been launched a few months. Uh, but it's the first time that the Seat has come into the large SUV section. So they're absolutely delighted as well. The good news, the even better news, is that we've got one coming for a week. Good. It's on the way. I'm looking forward fantastic. to that one. Yes. This has been Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Please like, because that tells them up the stairs in the big comfy chairs that it's working. I'm Ali Bally. And I'm Lorraine. Hello. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Ah!
Ali Bali's Weekly Wheels podcast. Like, share, and subscribe.